Richards trying to scoot in there alone. It pinballs to the crease. Score! Now a special presentation for you. Oh my God! Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to the Hot Street Boys Podcast. With your hosts. Derek, How are you gonna get it, brother? John. Johnny, you know, and producer Nat. Unnecessary, but totally necessary. <laughs> What's not to love? What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Pod Street Bullies. My name is Derek. And I am John. What's going on, everybody? And we were supposed to be joined by just one of the mats. But now I've got to introduce them both separately. So, Matt number one, Matt Casey, what's going on, man? Uh, number one, that's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Matt number two and a half, Hoagie. Dang, I got to vote it that far? <laughs> yeah, dude. You're now this our Nate Thompson. Sandwich. <clears throat> Listen, man, I was, I was so disappointed last night. I was, like, getting ready. I had all my notes ready with the freaking printed out the layout, ready to go. And then you guys canceled on me. We canceled on you? Canceled. I no, don't know. No, it, it was something canceled. that was scheduled a week I forgot. beforehand. Yeah. I Get forgot. It? I, Get it straight. I forgot. You didn't mm-hmm. check the calendar? I didn't tell my personal uh, assistant <laughs> in the apartment. <laughs> Easy there. She's going to club you over the head pretty damn soon. Hold on a second. We get personal assistance? Holy crap. Man, I've been missing only, out, man. Only, only people living in Viceroy Estates get that. Uh, oh. oh. The, the ritzy folks. Here I am. <laughs> we just gave away John's location. So anybody in the uh, Viceroy Estates area. <laughs> They're watching me. They know what's going on. They right already now. know he's there. There's about seven sets of eyes behind you, but I don't know. Eh, eight maybe. There's nine of them now. Um, but no. Um, this week we've got one topic to cover. We've got uh, just a lot of discussion about it because there's a lot involved here. But it starts out. With a bit of news that came out last week, right after we recorded, that we didn't get to touch on. But Carter Hart has an extension in place. He has signed it. He is now under contract for three more years at $3.979 million a year. Which we all figured it was going to be about that term. AAV, for me, was a little high. But, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and nitpick. In terms of the contract, John, are you happy, sad, indifferent? You know, tell me all of your emotions concerning Carter Hart's contract. I mean, I feel like the easy route on this one is saying, like, you're indifferent. So I tried to go a little bit, you know, on one side. And I wasn't necessarily happy with the price tag. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that the AAV is a little too high. Not because the Flyers can't afford it and should dedicate that kind of money to a goalie. I think it sets the bar very high for what the next contract is going to be. I mean, I read something that he's the highest paid goalie at a set, on his second contract of not all anymore. time or something like yeah, that. Not, right. not anymore. <laughs> right. No, I know. Thank you, but, Igor Shesterkin. <laughs> but, but still, like, you know, we – we want him to be great. He shows glimpses of greatness. But after last season, I just feel like this was too high. But whatever, I'm not paying him. Yeah, it's not coming out of our pockets, so hey, whatever. Hoagie, what do you think, man? 
I, I kind of think, you know, the whole general synopsis was the AAV was too high. Um, I mean, I'm just glad we signed our goaltender. <laughs> it would have been, been a crappy situation going into the into the preseason without, without a uh, signing. But, uh, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy for him. I'm glad we're going to get to see him for another three years. I'm hoping, you know, I, it's a little bit too much for me because, you know, I was hoping kind of for like a prove-it-to-me number in right. a way. Mm-hmm. But that's that's kind of like you kind of deserve this, but have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, no, you, you put it really well there. It, it it is kind of still a prove it deal, but at the same rate, they are kind of paying him on his past success. I'm sure they looked hard at the playoff uh, series, two series is against uh, the Islanders and the Canadians uh, two seasons ago now. But Matt Casey, I want to get your thoughts on this deal as well. Yeah, I I think I'm I'm relieved. Um, I, I'm, you know, to Hoagie's point, I'm just, I'm glad it's done. I'm glad it's not, it's not flowing into, uh, preseason or training camp or anything like that. Um, you know, it's a little high and, and you guys are kind of convincing me even more that I wasn't nuts thinking that. And especially John, to your point that it's, you know, looking at the next contract down the road, assuming he does prove it. Um, you know, my concern with the, you know, the AAV comes in and that like he has never completed a full 82 game NHL season. Right. Some of it to his own, you know, it was totally out of his control, meaning the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's coming off a pretty subpar season, which, yes, a lot can be put on him, but there was a lot of factors that didn't help him out either. So I, I think it's a little high, but at the same time, I, I'm, I can deal with it. All good. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those deals where it's like, I'm not going to sit here and get mad about it, but like, I'm not going to be jumping for joy about it. You know, we knew he was going to get paid. I just didn't know he was going to get paid that much. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, just a shade under $4 million for a starting goalie these days isn't terrible. Um, Again, it's going to kind of center around whether he can get back to form, you know, like we saw two seasons ago. Um, Absolutely capable of it, but um, remains to be seen. But I want to ping pong here back to you, Matt Casey. Moving forward, cap implications, there's one more guy that the Flyers have to sign, and it's being taken to arbitration. So do you think this has any type of implication on what type of deal Sanheim gets moving forward? So what do we have left? Is it 4 or 3.9? Like what? What's, how much cap do we actually have left now? I think it's about 4, almost on the four. nose. I mean, <clears throat> I, I think with it could have implications because I think that Sanheim's camp has to know that now that there's like – there's no more money. Like there, there's not more money out there this year. Yes, there can be term and you know ways around it. But I think that Chuck has played this like pretty straight up with them. Be like, this is what we think you're worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I think there has to be some kind of cap implications. But you know, I'm sure there can be backloaded deals and things like that as well that um, Santa I can mess around with. You know, that's one where we mentioned it last week or two weeks ago that because of the job that Chuck did in the off season, Sanheim in my mind is no longer, no longer in a bargaining or in a uh, negotiating position. Like he needs right. to, he needs to get a deal done. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Hoagie, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm right there with Casey. I mean, I feel like if, you, if it goes to arbitration and you sit him down, I think whatever that paper is slid over to him, over towards him, he just has to sign it and, and, t- and just take the marbles and go. I think, uh, He's not in any any stance to negotiate with Chuck and the Flyers. I think this past season he really had a off season. We've been saying it all off season and throughout this this season when it was going on that he was just not on his game and could not play up to what 
we were hoping him to play up. Um, I feel like he's only being like the two and a half to three million range. I think we have to keep a little bit in there so that, God forbid, someone gets hurt and we have to sign somebody or do something, move move something around. We still have a little bit of cushion up against that cap. For sure. Absolutely. Good points. Uh, how about you, John? Well, the interesting thing is the arbitration aspect of it, because if it goes to arbitration and I didn't know it is going to arbitration. Right. But I mean, a hearing. He can still sign before. Yeah, no, they can still sign before the arbitration. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, But it's it's like one or the other. There's no more like the arbitrator doesn't go in and go, well, you know, this is the price. It's either what the Flyers want to sign them or what Travis Hanheim signs for. And the interesting thing will be what if what Travis Sanheim's camp is pitching is more than that four million that's in cap space. I mean, that would be crazy, mm-hmm. right? right? But you I, see some I, of these I, contracts that are being signed, you wouldn't think we're in a flat cap world. <laughs> right, so, right. Um, so that's the only interesting part for me. Like if this ends up going to a hearing, right? The arbitrator just has to pick the Flyers' side on this because if Travis Sanheim is getting what he wants when it comes to arbitration, then we could be in some trouble. Oh, yeah. You would have to think that that Chuck and and team has to be pretty confident if they're the one taking the player to arbitration. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you, you have to think that they're like, okay, we, we've, we've done our diligence on this versus his agent. Right. Yeah, they're putting their proverbial you-know-what's on the table right now saying, yeah, we're pretty confident this is what's going to happen. Um, which, hey, they like I said, you know, now they've got a, I guess you'd say a third leg to stand on. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that was a oh, dumb joke. The penis uh, jokes. Oh. <clears throat> no, I mean, all very good points. I think, you know, they. I think Chuck played this pretty well giving himself about $4 million because we talked about it a few episodes ago, how we thought that Sanheim would get a deal in the ballpark of maybe 3.75. So <clears throat> leaves the Flyers with next to nothing in cap room, but they can fit everybody under the cap, which is good news. Um, so, you know, with Carter Hart being signed, obviously a good thing. Uh, we get to an interesting tweet that was brought up this past week on Tuesday. Um, uh, we glanced over it, shared it in the uh, group chat here, and I think this is going to be an interesting, to say the least, discussion here. Um, Bruno Pagliaroli, uh, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it, asked Robin Lehner a question, and Robin Lehner um, was doing Q&A, and <clears throat> he asked if he thinks uh, what his thoughts are on Carter Hart and if he's the real deal. And Leonard's response was very kind of to the point, uh, which is what we want to discuss here. And he responded, quote, good, great goalie with another example of old school coach making it more difficult for a young player to perform, end quote. Um, <clears throat> we've heard this before. We've heard the stigma surrounding AV about playing kids and as opposed to playing the veterans you know, what type of insight could Robin Leonard have into AV's style of coaching here? Um, John, do you have any thoughts on that? I've got a lot of thoughts. Uh, when, when I think of Robert Leonard, I think of somebody who's very much a part of, you know, mental health, right? He's, he's a big um, advocate for mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think to things like AV's comments during, you know, post-game interviews where he would hold Carter Hart very accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, remember those where they would just, he would ask Absolutely. about 
you know, oh, how do you think Carter Hart played? And he would pretty much just be like, well, the whole team played well, you know, or, you know, oh, he's got to show up every night. It was never, he was never complimenting him. And clearly Carter Hart is somebody who, you know, I, his confidence took a hit. So if, if Robert Letter is taking that angle, I get where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, wait, AV wasn't playing defense. Um, like, if you look at how bad Carter Hart was, it's because of the defense. I, I don't know. So it, it really depends. There's two sides to this conversation. If it's the, like, the actual play on the ice, I don't have time for blaming it on AV. But yeah. maybe being a little bit, you know, nicer and, and trying to boost his confidence instead of being hard on him. Hmm. I get it, I guess. What are your thoughts on this, Hoagie? I mean, I feel like there's a lot of sides to this that – none of us can really speak to in a way but john you brought up a great point um in the whole like mental health health aspect in which i know i've written about this for the the website and everything but like carter hart is a very like mentally health type of dude where he has a therapist a sports psychologist and stuff like that and is like relies on that type of person so that might be like the realm of where leonard is coming from where you know Maybe if AV wasn't so hard on him, his confidence wouldn't be so hurt and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I, to me, at one point I was like, is it really about AV? Is it really? Is it about the goaltending coach or whatever? But I, I mean, it's got to come down to AV at, uh, to the to the boiling point. It's got to. So I mean, obviously Leonard's never played with AV, right? No. Yeah. So obviously he just kind of sees the sees it from the outside looking in so you never know what what he could be signaling there so Mm -hmm. interesting conversation for sure oh for sure uh i want to get your thoughts on this here quick matt casey yeah um you know i i definitely thought it was gonna it was the mental aspect that he was referring to because as john said if it's on the ice like i can't blame av for any of it And, and if anything if it if Leonard is actually talking about the on ice treatment or even some of the stuff in the, um, in that realm, I feel like AV almost coddled him a little much, a little too much. Like he gave him like what a whole week or ten days off of practice to or of uh, games right. to like, go find his game, and then it looked like he found his game and then got hurt. And so like you know that was that was a bust. But like I think AV was just trying to push buttons, and whether that was in the press conf- uh, press conferences or benching players like Travis Konechny or doing whatever, like the wheels were coming off in a huge way. And I think he was trying to somewhat salvage the season. And I, I, I can't really blame him for poking at the goaltender just as much as he was at the rest of the team. So if that's old school coaching, I guess that's old school coaching and you know, it is what it is, but I don't think Carter Hart necessarily, I, I don't know. I, I can't see that he took it that, that, you know, that's a hard if they just signed him for another three-year deal worth $4 million bucks. I mean, obviously the contract says that he's worth it, you know, and they trust him, they believe in him. Um, I think Leonard's comments kind of hit a topic that a lot of us were really worried about uh, when A.V. was brought in because everybody was like, oh, he just plays veterans, plays veterans over the young guys. They saw what happened with Corey Schneider in Vancouver. Um even, you know, to a much lesser extent, like Gorgiev was there for his last season with New York. You know, he played a handful of games while Lundqvist played 60-something games. So it's like, you know, I get the concern, sure, but like, 
Hart's got to learn to be the guy. And so at what point are we going to stop, I don't want to say coddling the kid, but like what to, at what point are we going to start treating him like the goalie, like the guy, you know, he's not immune to criticism. We all know that. It happened this past season because his play was bad. And yes, the defense in front of him was equally, if not worse, but at the same rate, there is some blame for him to shoulder in that regard. Um, <clears throat> I, I can see it in John's eyes. He's got something to say. <laughs> he always does. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. just my way of saying, hey. like, I'm done talking. Someone else take the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, because I think it's interesting because it's not like he wasn't playing Carter Hart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he was playing. He just wasn't playing well. And a coach has to have a standard, you know? And I think in today's world, right, we are a lot more accepting, not accepting, I'm trying to think of the right word, but we are a lot more sensitive to how people um, perceive someone else's uh, critique or, you know, criticism. I'm obviously Mm -hmm. having a hard time finding the right word here. But at the same time, you still have to be able to take it. Like, you have to be, you know, if you're playing a professional sport where, you know, you're being paid millions of dollars and you are expected to play well and win, you know, you have to be able to take a certain level of criticism. And one of the biggest things in coaching is that AV has to manage all of these different personalities. And that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, just trying to do that within your own family is difficult (laughs) you know having to do it with a bunch of grown men you know who are again making millions of dollars who probably think they're all fantastic like so he says the wrong thing in a press conference every once in a while i just i don't think it's as big as you know some of these comments might be made like you know Mm -hmm. it's not a babcock thing you know it's not they're making a mountain out of a molehill you know right but again, we're not in the locker room, but neither is Leonard. So mm-hmm. I, I just think that Carter Hart struggled be, because it was a tough season. He had a hard time coping. The defense was bad. I don't want to put too much stock into it being AV's treatment of him. Now, I want to go back to something you said about AV's standard. Um, you know, every coach has one. But look at what AV's standard presumably is. You have a guy who coached Roberto Luongo for seven seasons and then coached his successor, part-time successor, if you want to call it that, Corey Schneider, for five of those. You know, in the first season he played eight games and he played two the next. But, like, then you have Lundquist for five seasons in New York. And not to mention Cam Talbot for two two years. I think, yeah, two years. Who played really well those two years. His first year with AV was fantastic. He outplayed Lundquist. But that's his standard. Like, his standard is fantastic goaltending. And right. if he's not going to get that with Carter Hart this year, I get it. Like, I understand. But that's going to happen from time to time. Lundquist had his down years. Luongo had his down years. You got to kind of roll with the punches. But he didn't have a goalie, I think, that surpassed the age of, like, 24 until, I think, Schneider came up. And even then, he didn't play, you know? And I want to say one more thing, and then I'm going to shut up and let other people talk, <laughs> at least for at least for a few minutes. But we'll see. Carter Hart is going to be, or we're hoping, is going to be the face of the franchise, the star goalie 
it for the Philadelphia Flyers. Alain Vigneault is probably trying to prepare him for that. Like, this is not mm-hmm. starting goalie in Columbus. This is an organization that has been screaming for a star goalie for since Hextall, mm-hmm. right? So Alain Vigneault is probably going, all right, you know, this is a really big responsibility. Yeah. You need to be able to take the mm-hmm. criticism and you need to be able to meet expectations because if you aren't performing in two years, you know, when people, you know, get rid of the whole Carter Hart's my baby thing, it's going to get happen. brutal. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's going to get brutal. So let's flip this around and go, maybe Elaine Vino is just trying to prepare him a little for, you know, what lies ahead. So what if that doesn't happen? What if Hart does not respond to that type of coaching? Is that are is the organization going to take Hart's side and find a new coach that's going to I don't want to say cater to him, but it kind of is, or are they going to say, "Okay, Carter, you're either going to, you know, it's put up or shut up time. You're either going to deal with this because AV's our coach or, you know, you're not the guy here." depends on what the other young players are doing if the other young players are responding to it but carter hart's not that's more of a player thing but if it's Mm -hmm. every single player is struggling with it then then that's a coach thing Mm -hmm. but you can't just look at it as av and carter hart it has to be the whole team in that aspect it's much broader spectrum i know matt casey's itching right now to get a comment in here yeah (laughs) yeah i also look at it too like I never interpreted anything that we saw from Carter Hart during the season that he was like, oh, A.B.'s really, really coming down hard on me. Like, he, he in, his, in his press conference, he was the first one. I think he was like, oh, I suck. Like, I suck right now. And, you know, I, I don't know where my game is. And it was, like, dejecting to see. And the kid obviously had a really, really tough year on a lot of different fronts. But, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like this comment in general is – you know, it's just so open to interpretation that I don't even want to read as much into it. I know, we, I know it's the off season. We're digging into to talk right. about a thing, but um, you know, I, I think it's a you know a mountain out of a molehill kind of thing. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked here because the turtles like flopping around behind me. Uh, is that Hoagie, what that is? Yeah, well, it looked like I'm not kidding. I think it looked like he got his looked like he got one of his claws stuck in the filter, and I'm like, oh Jesus, I'm gonna have to go free the turtle from the filter. But uh, we're good now. Is He's that, swimming around. Is that your turtle or your like your kid's turtle? My wife has had this turtle for years, and we tried our damnedest to get rid of it when we moved into this house. And nobody wanted it. And I'm like, well, we're stuck with it. The kid loves him, but, like, we won't let him touch him because... throw it into a pond. Find a pond, yeah. That's the... Listen, I don't live in the Everglades. It's not like a ball python I can just throw out and, you know, hey, it'll eat something. I don't know. All right, next time it rains, Derek, find a big enough puddle. I don't want him living in my backyard either. Throw it in there. (laughs) And, like, the next time you see a turtle walk, be like, oh, look, see, he's still alive. Like, hey, Sheldon, what's up, pal? Um, Sheldon. Sheldon, yes. Sheldon. Get it? Ugh. Turtle shell, Sheldon, yeah. Haha, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, Hoagie, uh-huh. take the mic. What are you thinking, man? Uh, to be honest, I, I kind of want to play on John's where if if Carter Hart's not per- performing well and it's, it's falling on AV or he's not responding well or whatever, will the organization listen to Carter Hart? I feel like... You know, we've had Claude Giroux around for 
10 plus years and they weren't able to do anything to really help him out regardless of what he may or may not have said to that organization during those times. So I feel like the organization is always on the side with the coach until something, something breaks the camel's back at one point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't I know. I think, I, Go I, ahead, think saw it, I think we saw it this year where, you know, I, I think a lot of people were like, Oh, it, it, it might be the coaching. That's why we're having such a bad year. And man was like, no, no, it is the player makeup that we have. It's not the coaching. And mm-hmm. that's why you saw the big exit this year. Now, you know, vice versa, you look at the Hackstall era, or even, like, I remember, like, the end of the John Stevens era, where, like, nothing was working. There was no excuse why it wasn't working. Um, you know, I think management definitely pulled the trigger. But I don't know. I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I, I feel like management has kind of sided with the coaching on this one. I also feel like coaches... What what is the shelf life like five years in the team at, mm-hmm. like at best? Yeah, if something like yeah. I mean, not if you're Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing for they are the outlier yeah, for everything. Like speed date up in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> you got eight minutes. Show me what you got. <laughs> but you know the, the reality is is that Carter Hart is gonna likely outlast AV and, and this coaching and this coaching crew so um you know i, I can't see why they would side with him and at least try to make him a accommod- uh, you know accommodations without um undermining the coaching staff i mean you definitely saw it much to your point where they doubled down on the fact that it was the players and it was the locker room chemistry and that's why there are so many leaders that they brought into this team the yandles the ristolinens the ellises the atkinsons you know nate thompson to an extent uh if you want to you know bring that up but like a much older team. It is a much older team. I mean, compared to what we're used to, because, you know, the past seven years, it's been nothing but prospects, prospects, prospects. So it's. And fourth liners. And fourth liners, yes. And the Boyd Gordons and Ryan Whites of the world. Uh, they'll be sorely missed. <clears throat> but, um, you know, it's. Like, I, I look at Leonard's comments as a whole. And I look at a guy where, like, I don't want to discount what he's saying because, obviously, Robin Leonard, he's in the NHL. Like, he he knows a hell of a lot more about all of this than we do. The only tie that he would have to AV or anybody on his team, to my knowledge at least, is that he played with Brian Elliott in 2010 with Ottawa. And that was much before Elliott played with the Flyers. So that doesn't even matter. Like, right. th- there's no tie that he would have to AV aside from maybe buddies that played under him, which, again, strong enough connection that I'm sure he could draw a conclusion about his style of coaching, but he's never experienced it firsthand. And I'm not going to discount what he had to say, but I'm also going to somewhat take it with a grain of salt because he's not in the locker room. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and another thing I'd like to say that some people probably get a little angry about is like, I feel like these days we're so against people who have been in a business or in a line of work or, you know, in anything for a long amount of time. It's like we're completely anti-old school. If someone's been around for too long, it's like, nope, they don't know the new way of doing it, anything. And I just feel like this was just an easy thing to say where it's like, oh, old school coach is not working. He's not doing 15 minute mindfulness, mindfulness exercises followed by <laughs> kumbaya kickboxing. Like, you know, because we want all of the, we just want all the hippy dippy crap. 
you know, and it's like if it's, we want the Kyle Dubases, you know. Yeah, John, I don't that's know. Called, that's called cancel culture. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to go that extent. Ex- yeah, I don't want to go that extreme, but I just feel like without really knowing where Robin Leonard's coming here, this just seemed like too easy of an answer to just be like, oh, it's old school. It's got to be. Been to the Stanley Cup Finals, you know, twice, but this guy has no idea what he's doing because he's been in the league, you know, for over ten years. <laughs> you know, he's not having kale shakes with the with the crew in the, you know, at the beginning of it all. I don't know. I'm gonna shut I, up now. But I, I, I think if anything, man, manager would just be like, you know, what'll make everybody feel better? Freaking win, win. Right. <laughs> Take the Al Davis approach and just win. Right. <laughs> That's so hard. <laughs> no, it, it does make you think, though. And, you know, we go back to the point, the, the goalies that A.V. has coached before. And, you know, I can't sit here and pretend I know what the dynamic was in the Vancouver locker room with him and Luongo. I can't sit here and tell you about the dynamic with Lundqvist. But, like, can we at least maybe see that his style of coaching worked with those guys at, at an older age? Sure. Is it that it's just not going to translate to someone as young as Hart? Maybe AV's forcing it a little bit on him, or is this something where it's like, okay, Carter, like get on board. You know, this is what I expect of you, and this is how I treat my starting goalie, and you're just gonna have to accept it. Honestly, I think the answer is we're looking too much into this. Yeah, cop out. No, but, but seriously though, because because no, Derek, you. Because Derek, you have yeah, a good point. It's an old school way of thinking, John. You, you, I know. You Sorry. Say. Yeah, I'm not wearing my hemp bracelet currently. Um, but, no, it, and then, Hoagie, I want you to take this away, but, like, Derek, you bring up really good points, but, like, there's no evidence of anything else going on with those two other than us digging on a few comments, you know, at a press conference and Robin Leonard said something, you know? like It's the offseason, really man. We've got to tie two and two together somehow here. <laughs> Yeah, but go go ahead, Hoagie. So I, maybe maybe you can look into this as, you know, Hart wasn't able to transform his play during this, this shortened season because he's playing every other night or every two nights or whatever. So may, maybe that's where Carter Hart wasn't able to keep up with AV's system. I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe maybe that, that could be a part of it. But maybe I'm just throwing this – I'm throwing this sinker out there. What if, you know, Leonard's a huge mental health advocate. What if Carter Hart reached out to him and said, may, may, maybe, you know, I'm having a hard time adjusting to that NHL. What, what's something I can do to help adjust? At that, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm going to let one of you guys bite it and, and reel it in. That could be an incredibly smart move, honestly, to speak with a guy who is probably the biggest advocate for mental health in the NHL and seek advice from him, I think could only benefit him. Um, You know, because there is, like, no matter who you ask, what sport, what situation, like, there is a stigma around mental health, and there always will be because people will view it as a weakness. You know, they'll see, you know, oh, I've got anxiety, I'm depressed. Like, people view that as a weakness, and fair or unfair, you know, it doesn't matter. It's still something that these people cope with and that they deal with. And if Carter Hart were to seek help, I think that would only benefit him in the long run, especially from somebody who plays the same position in the same league. He could seek out some of the best advice that he could probably get from him. 
in that regard. Uh, also, I mean, Hoagie, I know you play hockey. I, I played growing up. Derek and John, I don't know if you guys you guys ever played or not. But, like, the goalies, even from, like, a young age, like, you don't want to get in that head. Like, that is – that's, like, a that's like a crazy place to be. And so, like, the yeah, idea of, like, trying to, like, like have goalies talking to each other to, like, unravel each other's heads, it's like, whoa, that's, that's a lot. To that's be a, a fly lot. on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> And also, also, if I'm going to somebody in confidence about, uh, you know, my relationship with the coach, and then he goes and throws that tweet out, like, hey, Robin, what the fuck? Like, way to go, Robin, you dick. Like, I told you that in confidence. <laughs> Broke the circle of trust. <laughs> You're out, Greg. Uh, but... but, but it's, I mean, and as much as I want to harp on the fact that, you know, AV might not just be used to having a younger goalie, like, you still see some commonalities. Like, Luongo was such a good goalie for such a long time. Hart is on that trajectory. Same with Lundquist. Like, there's got to be something Vino can do, whether it's <clears throat> just to be hard-nosed and keep with it until you get the best out of him, or level with him a little bit. Like... Do you, John? I'll go to you real quick. Like, do you th- think one approach there is better than the other, or is this something that Hart might just have to, you know, stick with it and figure out how to respond to AV style? Well, no. I mean, I was I was going all you know pro old school earlier, but I do think like you have to be able to connect with every player the way that you know they receive it the best. And if if Carter Hart is one of those guys where you have to like. I don't know, invite him over for dinner and have like a father son conversation where it's like, this is the potential I see in you. Like, what do you need for me? Kind of, I don't know. Um, but like, like, like any given Sunday style with, uh, right. James <laughs> like <laughs> Bobby Boucher and coach from uh, Waterboy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if he has to connect, like find a way to connect with him on more of like a personal level, then that is on AV to try to get the most out of Carter Hart. You know, um, but that's just me assuming that Hart would respond the best in that way. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know Carter Hart personally. You can only hope. I mean, if the coach is going to make that type of effort, right? I, I also think that, like, if you look as at the team as a whole, like it wasn't. Again, I, I never saw him like drilling down on Carter Hart when he wasn't doing that equally to other players who were underperforming across the board. And again, Konechny just comes to mind because he, right. he was benched for a couple games. And, you know, Hayes, as we now know, was hurt, but, like, he was finally benched. And, like, it was an extreme amount of circumstances going on. And I also chalk it up to the fact, and I know this is an excuse, people roll their eyes, blah, 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 but it's like the no practice time, like, that's, that's some, right. some shit right there. Um, and you can't work anything out from a goaltender standpoint. You, you can't work on, you know, there's all sorts of like funky nuances that they, they do in every position and depth. You're like, you can't work on any of that, you know? So, um, I don't know. I think it, Carter Hart was just a victim of a really, really terrible year. And some people responded better. The young goaltender did not. And this team clearly hated each other by the end of the season. Oh, like, they all were yeah. just so sick of one another. Mm-hmm. Where, like, it just wasn't the it wasn't the right year. That's what losing does to you, though. I mean, when you have a team right. that comes off the heels of 
being one game from the Eastern Conference Finals, and then coming out and just completely underperforming. You know, it, it's like if I were to sit here after we get like 10 downloads on one episode, and I got to sit here with you guys thinking, Jesus, you know, I'm going to get 10 more downloads next week on an episode. <laughs> like, is that what we're down to? Separate me from these schmucks. That was like when I told you guys my game got moved back to 10. Yeah, we were like, God damn it. Like, uh, <laughs> download episode coming that's another, up. That's another, that'd be another interesting one. Like, I'd love to go back in the archives and see, like, okay, so, like, the episodes with all four of us, how do they do? The episodes without Hoagie, how do they do? Right. <laughs> Just be like, all right, who's the weakest link here? <laughs> there is the fire button. <laughs> Just start DMing his fiance and just be like, "So when is he unavailable?" All right, guys. Covert ops here. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the six months John was unavailable. How did we do that? <laughs> we, Terribly. We actually short. did pretty well. Uh, but anyways, um, not a big deal. <clears throat> no big deal. Yeah, right. No, no big deal at all. Just you know, the six months of our highest. Uh, downloaded episodes but uh <laughs> six months shut up it felt like it well it actually didn't it felt quicker because it was we were having such a great time you know what they say time flies when you're having fun um but <laughs> but no it's you want to have some more fun oh yeah oh, okay. dad jokes dad jokes nobody ha- no nope. do you want to keep going anything no. else you guys don't have anything to add to this conversation no, dead horse. Just keep beating it. Well, I yeah. am because I've got something to say. Um, so, in regards to Matt's dad joke, uh, you go ahead, buddy. I was just kidding. I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> that was really funny, Derek. Ha, ha, ha. Look, just because you're the only one here that isn't laughing doesn't mean it wasn't funny, all right? It just means you've got a shitty Actually, sense of humor. That is. Mm, debatable. Yeah. Anyways, Hoagie, make John laugh so I don't have to stare at his smug face. <laughs> All right. What do you see when the Pillsbury Doughboy bends over? <laughs> His crescent roll? Buns. Dough balls. Donuts. Donuts. Unrelated, Dockers has called and pulled their fake sponsorship on our dad joke. We are now so looking we... for New Balance or Skechers yeah, we or <laughs> something to keep you regular. One of those things. One of those powders. <laughs> Metamucil, you know. <laughs> oh, all right. Let me gather myself from that hilarious dad joke. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to be able to close this thing out. Do we have any uh, closing comments that we'd like to make? I actually, what? I have a really funny story. Here we go. Well, it might not be that funny, but <laughs> probably I, won't be. Yeah, at the end, I know. I switched it up. So we we went on vacation to Lake George for a few days, which I do not recommend going on vacation right after you move into a house. Just, just, just not a good idea. <laughs> but anyway, we were driving home, and Lake George is in the Adirondacks, and you have to essentially take like three separate highways to get from. Lake George back to Long Island and the amount of stops that I had to make because of my four-year-old <laughs> must have been record-breaking. So we're, we're still in the Adirondacks, maybe an exit off of where we started. Daddy, I got to pee. All right, fine. 
pull into a gas station. She goes to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, Reagan, you're having this conversation with her. Like it actually means something, but it's like, all right, Reagan, we're not stopping to use the bathroom again until we get to Rockland County. Like she knows where Rockland County is. Um, (laughs) We're not going to the bathroom until then. She does good. We get to Rockland County. She hasn't asked to go to the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom. She gets a little something to eat. Two exits later, (laughs) her milkshake spills over. She dropped it. Spills over all over the backseat floor. Pull over. Clean it out. No big deal. Get back on. We're ready. We're ready to go. Three exits later, Daddy, I got to pee. <laughs> no, you don't. You just went to the bathroom. No, Daddy, I really got to pee. Fine. Get off. Go to a grocery store. A uh, One of those things. Whole Foods. I don't even mm-hmm. know if you call yep. it a grocery store. Talk about Judgy Central. They're just like staring at you the entire time. Like, oh, non-farm race. Did you remembering Whole Foods? I did. <laughs> Sorry, I can't, I'm, I'm just not the guy to drop $13 on whole wheat hamburger buns. I don't really <laughs> shop at Whole Foods. John Says the guy that lives in Viceroy Estates. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I know. So anyway, we go to Whole Foods. She goes to the bathroom, right? We've got maybe an hour left in our trip. I said to Reagan, okay, kid, that's it. No more. I can't go to the bathroom anymore. So where Whole Foods is is like the end of Westchester. And once you go after Westchester, it's the Bronx. And then, you know, you're on the Cross Island Parkway. Like, there's nowhere really to stop. We get into the boogie down and she goes, Daddy, I got to (laughs) poop. She had to poop. And I'm like, Regan, I've got nowhere to stop. Like, it's not like you couldn't have had to do this when we were in the Adirondacks. You could just pull over on the highway. You could drop a deuce, like, at the side of the road. Like, I can't do that in the Put Bronx. Put on it. Right. So, so we had to get off and go to some skeevy 7-Eleven in the middle of the Bronx so she could go take a dump. We had to stop the car five times in, like, a 10-mile radius. <laughs> I'm never bringing the kids on vacation ever again. Like, I'm glad that she lets me know when she needs to go to the bathroom. But at that point, I'm just like, all right, kid, just shit your pants. I got to get home. This is taking too long. I'd rather clean it up at home. Right. I'll just deal with it when we get home. I got got one more thing, too. Like, back to Flyers related. (laughs) Random crap. Like, speaking of shit. (laughs) You know, Casey, did you ever see this show? Because every time I go off on a tangent, you're like, we got to go back to the Flyers. Someone's got to reel it in here. But it has, it, has to, it has to do with taking big, nutty dumps. And that's because it was it's a cheesesteak, you know, comment. Big, but nutty dumps. Else so, so sick of seeing that, like, one clip with Kim Agatson rating the freaking cheesesteaks. It's like, all right, it's great, man, but, like. All right, we're just talking about beating a dead horse on that one. I'm so sick of the stories. I'm so sick of people talking about it. It's like, welcome to Philadelphia. Try four cheese. Like, who cares? I don't care if the guy prefers a cheesesteak from D'Alessandro's, Jim's, Tony Luke's. I don't care if he likes the cheesesteak at the gas station on the corner of Broad Street and whatever. Like, I just don't care. Like, the dude probably eats one cheesesteak maybe every two years. Look at the guy. 
Like, he's in the best shape of his life. Nobody in that type of shape eats a cheesesteak regularly. Well, that's actually the Flyers' big pitch was like, listen, Cam, we really hope you play well. But if you suck, don't worry. We are going to make all the dumbest stories. We'll throw you right in there with Gritty all the time. We'll have you playing backgammon with Gritty and Kevin Hayes, and it'll be great. Don't worry if you stink. You'll still get plenty of social media time. <laughs> like to that, so, to that, to that note though, like every time they're like, "Oh, Kevin Hayes is so electric." Every time they do an interview with Kevin Hayes, I'm like, "This guy is boring as freaking hell." Sounds <laughs> stoned. Yeah, yeah, sound so bad. <laughs> but, uh, but what you're saying is that we're not sponsored by a Philly cheesesteak joint. We're not. Um, we we missed yeah, that right, boat. Apparently, just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Yeah, right. We missed that. Oh well, you know. I guess it could Sorry. be worse. We are sponsored by Skechers. How to get that one in? <laughs> That's right. You're talking about the same people who are like, "Give me more cheesesteak stories, so I have something to write with." This guy's dynamite! Wow. Exactly. <laughs> Best Street player fire. since Gretzky. Fire. Fire. Elliot <laughs> Dinoyer. <laughs> My go-to. Zade Wisdom, okay. yay. Anyways, right. before we before we really give away our agenda here, Hoagie, um, <laughs> after that dad joke, I'm gonna need to tell I'm gonna need you actually, not me. You tell the fine listeners where they can find you. Uh, find me at Pod Street Hoags. All my random incoherent thoughts and uh, random dad jokes every once in a while on Twitter. Awesome. How about you? You have said two big words today that I just didn't know you had in you. Incoherent and synchronized. I'm proud Listen. of you, Hoagie. Thanks, John. <laughs> You're welcome. It's because you didn't drive to the Poconos to, to do a round trip this weekend. I <laughs> no, You're no, actually I was, of, of right mind. No, I was in New York this past weekend. Hoagie got enough sleep. <laughs> How about you, Matt Casey? Uh, Pod Street Casey on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I've been, been liking it and liking all the Hoagies Philly stories, too. Solid. All right, John, your spiel. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, you can find the podcast on what you're listening to it right now. Um, if you want to try listening it somewhere, listen to it somewhere else, you can Google it. Um, if you happen to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, I think that's what it's called. It's not iTunes. Uh, rate us, review us. Um, you can review us in any way, shape, or form, but only give us a five-star rating. If you have any if you dislike us, just leave that alone. Don't touch that button. Um, We've got enough of those one stars. <laughs> yeah, and from the that's that. I mean, it's all from the same place. You know it, absolutely. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Hey, it, it rhymes with tires, uh, twisty, witty. No, it doesn't rhyme with that. Wow. You were close. Good attempt. Good attempt. What was that? Tires, tires, titty, titty. All right, well, I've been rolling I've been rolling the outro music for like a minute and a half, so I'm going to wrap this up. You can find me on Twitter at PodStreetBob. You can find John on Twitter at PodStreetGove, the PodStreetBullies. All four of us dipshits. You can find us at PodSTBullies on Twitter. But until next week, folks, I will leave you as I've always left you with a Let's Go Flyers. Bye now. Yeah.